I am so excited about this episode. We have so much love for our energetic eights, and today we're going to talk all things wings, subtypes, each type with the eights, and also a lot of misconceptions about this often misunderstood type, as well as a lot of the great, big, black and white, beautiful facts about eights who are not altogether that difficult to understand once you know their rhyme and their reason. Before we get started, make sure that you leave a review at Apple Podcasts so that we can share this community with more people and head on over to Instagram to be part of our research community and just the fun we have over there at Enneagram and Marriage, as well as our newer Facebook group. And and that's a place where I hope to develop more conversation, but it is a safe place already. So that's the good news. And I do answer questions on Fridays, but I'm spending more time researching at IG, seeing my clients, teaching my kids. And then of course, one of my absolute favorite parts of my week, this podcast. So I am going to start us out with talking about the Enneagram 8. So before we get to 8, leave a review, spread the word, share the love. And today we're going to hope to get you guys sharing the love even more with the Enneagram 8s in your life. Type 8 briefly is often called the challenger. And another word you can call an eight friend or family member is the protector. And you can ask them which they like better because I think that's a really important thing when we're talking about any of the personality types. We've talked about how on this program, sometimes we see people who are like, hey, I don't want to be called hate and you get to be called solidarity. So (laughs) make sure that your eight is like, okay, I'm fine with that title. That's a great title. Sometimes you even use Enneagram training and teaching and moving in the world without talking about it because sometimes your spouse doesn't really like Enneagram or you get banned from using the word too much as I've been in my family at various times. And then my husband the next day is like, well, hey, I'm a one. And I'm like, okay, we're back. Like that wonderful meme that's like, I'm back, which I'll be sharing this weekend because we have to share that one again and again. It's so funny. So anyway, we drive each other crazy sometimes as spouses, but type eights briefly, you should know that they are such hardworking and strong types. There's a lot of resourcefulness, a lot of confidence, a lot of power, and they really do want to make sure that they're not harmed or controlled by others. That's their basic fear is that vulnerable place where they can be harmed or controlled. And they're really strong. And so their big desire is to protect themselves and to be in control of their own life and destiny and often the tribe. So those that have a seven wing have a little more lightness to them. They may be a little funnier in the sense of levity and being able to make jokes. And you might have your nine be a little more peaceful. Not that they can't be funny. Our nines are some of the funniest people I know, but they have a little bit more of a sleeping bear quality to them. And thinking back on my childhood, I'm wondering if my dad was an eight with a nine wing, because my mom used to say when he was resting and napping in his basically his den, she'd say, let sleeping bears lie. Do not wake this man. And she was probably herself a nine. So she's saying like, hey, make sure that you let an eight wing nine have their rest time because they need that in order to come back to the world with power and with that joy of their seven wing because right our whole hope is that we'll be balanced in our wings. Now a lot of you probably know that when an eight is healthy their growth spot that they need to go to first is to reach out and to be vulnerable to help others. When they're feeling that safety of not only being strong and powerful but also that they're 
able to be helping and caring about others, you'll find that then they can healthily retreat to their five space where they can relax and like I said, just hang on for that nap, head over to a place of solace, maybe read a really good book. I know that I've talked a lot about that for our family story is we've had so many eight leadership reading moments in our family and many, many childhood memories involve reading by the fireplace with our eight in the lead. So you do wanna make sure that you let them not only just show their power, but find a helping field if they're not in one, or even if they're in um, business shark kind of motif, you can say, make sure that you're doing some volunteerism or helping or that you have aspects of your business that are all about giving, because this is a really important role for the eights in our lives. They have a lot of energy and we sure want them to use it to protect us and to make money and things like that, that are essential. But we also want them to be able to give their great big hearts of giving. And then, like I said, they can then retreat into their five research mode and rest mode. That way they will not overdo because just like sevens, eight tend to be big and large and to go after things in a full way and can burn themselves out. So make sure you're really taking that all into consideration as you're thinking about yourself as an eight or your spouse. They may want to do big things, but just say, this is great, but let's make sure that we set aside a whole day every week where we rest because you don't want them to head into a mode of burning out. Everybody has a burnout point and eights will be able to go a lot longer. That candle's going to be burning all day and sometimes into the night or long into many nights in a row, but there is a breaking point. So find it. That's why God gave us a Sabbath. Make sure you take it, even if you're splitting it up in chunks through the week. And eights, you make sure that you know that as one of the most independent and aggressive slash assertive types like sevens and threes, you guys need to remember that not everybody has that energy and that you have to pace it with your family and friends. Another really important thing for spouse relationships with eights is for the eight to understand that because you have this big, powerful stance and energy, and because you're in the body slash anger slash gut triad of your intelligence center, people really feel your vibe. They feel your intensity, sometimes your anger, right? when you walk into the room and you make a big presentation, especially the sexual eight, but all of the eights as they're leaning in to protect themselves and potentially others. So make sure that you're aware of, oh gosh, I have a really big presence and I want to make sure when I enter this room or this conversation or when somebody else does that I don't take over. And I cannot tell you how effectively this helps the couples I work with. It takes a few months to really understand this as an eight and to really work down some of it because it's a process. And I'm asking the other spouse not to make fun of them when they say, oh my gosh, my eight takes over. They talk so much or whatever it is that's showing this big energy because I know it's exhausting. I know it's hard, but I also know that this is who they are made to be. So I don't want us making fun of each other on who we're made to be. Eights, maybe more than any other type, are so sensitive to that because it's really hard to be seen as an eight in the world and people automatically judging you like, oh my gosh, like eights are so much or eights are too much. I can't handle an eight. And it's like, there are a lot of amazing leaders and people that are eights that you probably don't even know are eights. Maybe they don't want to tell you because they don't want to do that vulnerability thing with you. I know I've certainly had clients who tested as eights and then said, oh, I'm not an eight. I just saw that what an eight means and I'm not an eight. So I don't want you to think maybe uh, 
I don't want you to start doubting your type if you're another type in the sense of like, obviously, you know your deep needs and core fears more than anybody else. But I do want you to take a good look at it again and be loud and proud about it. This is your type. It's something that is your special gift. It's not just your fallback. And today's episode is all about people understanding that each type has a certain gift and glory to it. And to have the protectiveness of an eight and to have them in a healthy control Wow, that's a beautiful gift that our world absolutely needs. And when we pull leaders, we do find eights in leadership positions. So we appreciate that. And we ask that you would be going each day eight to not just your body to process things, but also your mind and your heart and to God spiritually, that biopsychosocial spiritual lens I talk about sometimes so that you really could do good with this amazing, enormous gift. If I was an eight, I would be literally all over the world going cray cray and not giving my family attention. So that's why God didn't make me an eight. Clearly you guys do way better with it than a seven would because you're an eight because we have to have our seven gift, which is refreshing others and sharing joy. But you guys get to have powerful energy that you use all over the world. And guess what? Not selfishly, but to share and give to others because you have such a helping desire. So I just love it. And I just want your people to know that you are wonderful. So please tell that to people if you're an eight that you have great gifts to give. And please, those who are with eights understand that they want your honesty and your truthfulness. They want to be logical with you. And just like others in the body center of intelligence, eights really do need time to digest what you say because they don't want to lose their own personal power. So if you ask them a question and you hear a no, no, no right away from your eight, let them digest it and come back to it later and let their behavior speak to you. And I think this is true for many marriages, but especially eights, if you ask them for a shift, right away, you're probably going to hear them get defensive. Like, no, I don't do that. Or I don't know what you're talking about. But later that day, watch and see if there's any modification. And if you need the help of a helper or a therapist of any kind, then get it. A lot of eights, when they feel comfortable, will actually attend therapy or coaching and do quite well in it. And This is huge for you to know because I do think people give up on sometimes in marriages with eights because they don't understand all of the dynamics of how important it is for the eight to have that personal power and to have your understanding about there's a huge, huge, huge heart after you can work through the safety features. And by safety features, let's revisit some eights in childhood had a time when they felt very vulnerable and that an adult hurt them in their life. And so they didn't trust their adult figure. Sometimes it's going against a father figure. Sometimes it's against a mother figure or feeling completely on your own. And so there's usually a history of somebody who says, as much as I do love and trust some people, I have to do a lot of testing and I need to see if you're logical and if you're honest with me and know that about all body types so that you can start, if you're with a one or a nine, integrating those same things in. And this also goes for the eight to know not everybody has the same defense mechanism. Sometimes you run into people who have a defense mechanism that makes them want to withdraw in some ways. So it's important that you both back and forth understand this dynamic so you can give and take and learn to use each other's personality features in healthy ways and to comfort yourselves and say, okay, I'm an eight. For some reason, my spouse likes to withdraw. But when we use that term of endearment with our withdrawal, 
I feel safer and I don't chase them as much because here's the little irony I'm going to teach you guys as eights. I've talked about the pursuer distance cycle here and the person pursuing does not hold the power. Hear that again. The person pursuing does not hold the power and eights, you love your power. So what I'm asking you to do is to remember that when you think you're yelling, controlling, screaming, trying to gain power this way, you're actually in a very vulnerable and weak position. Better is to hold self-control. And when an eight can truly embrace this fact, and it is a fact with eights, you guys will survive anything and everything. You will be fine even if your partner is not with you you can walk away from an argument and say, okay, thank you. I'm so glad I know you love me because I just asked the other partner to give a term of endearment. I can wait on this conversation. But I do ask that if you're with an eight, you try to revisit it the same day because they do have that unhealthy five place they can go. Just like I tell those of the others who deal with any worry triad stuff, five, six, and seven stuff, like don't tell us that we'll talk about this later if it's really a huge thing that's on your mind, tell us when you're ready to talk. And if we request and you're not ready, try to make it happen as soon as possible so that we are not kept waiting for that long. So try not to make your eight squirm for too long. They have a great big imagination along with everything else. Great big. So please love them well. Give them a time frame to talk about things soon and move forward. And you eights remember as you're waiting. And sometimes they even have eights have to wait for ones and other types who take longer, like five to process things for a few days. So sometimes they do get really good at waiting and be encouraged. You can, but you have to stay close to God and you have to stay close to yourself in a way of, I hold myself with integrity. I know I can make it without this person. Here's my self-care. And just so you know, eights, you have such big body energy and that's where you're storing your stuff and your anger. Yes, I know eights like to get their anger out. And most of you have probably heard me and other podcast hosts and other memes and blogs saying once eights gets their anger out, it's out. But what you probably didn't also know is that there's so much energy that they do need their daily body work like I always talk about with ones and nines. So I really want you to know many of the eights that I know that are very healthy, and I'm talking eights through their 70s. They need daily workouts. And even that was my dad's everyday place, even during his stage four cancer for years. And his hospice nurse would sometimes come to the house and she would find he's at the Y. And it's like, he's at Starbucks and he's at the Y and he's not coming. And it's like, okay, this is his way of feeling safe in the world. And that is how an eight sometimes even ends things is big and grand. And like, I'm still in control and I'm still in charge, but it makes them more pleasant to deal with throughout their entire long life. And they usually are lucky enough to get a long life because they're saying, okay, I have power. I'm not going to dig in too deep to my worry and I'm going to be strong. And so making themselves strong through the body is fantastic. And I've had eight clients who have spouses who are 20 years younger and the eight still has more energy. So I think it's really important that you understand that's a huge gift and a huge blessing. And you will probably take it to the very last days of your life and be incredibly strong. So be grand with it and understand that if your spouse doesn't want to talk about things, you're going to be fine. And I know that all of our defense mechanisms are in place because we're like, I'm so scared that I'll be vulnerable and taken advantage of. But the truth is eight, you probably won't. And you'll probably be just fine because you will find your way out of stress on your own. But Let's be honest, eights love love just like all the types. Eights really care about 
helping and protecting. And they're the quintessential male. If there was ever that quintessential female that I talk about being the two. And I really don't hold any of the rest of us in any kind of different, like substandard. I'm just saying, when you think about like, which personality is the most feminine traits. And we talk about masculine and feminine energy sometimes in the world these days. And which one has the most masculine energy. And when we say masculine, you're probably going to think of an Enneagram eight. A lot of women are very much attracted to this type as their type. Cause they're like, when I'm looking for a husband, I'm looking for a protector. If somebody comes to the door at the end of the day, as so much as I want my women's rights, I also want somebody who's going to protect me. And there are some women listening who are thinking, yeah, my husband isn't that. And I wish he was. So I want you to understand if you're an eight or if you're with an eight, enjoy the traits they have. If you're not, try to think on, okay, it's good that I don't have a spouse like this, whichever show we're doing, because that really helps you to have a healthier brain as well. And you're thinking about positive things that your spouse does have. Just like when I did the fruits of the spirit posts on Instagram, I really wanted us to understand we can all take the best of each type. And we all have our moments, even if we don't have a wing or a line to it, that we can access an eight part of us. And you can say, yes, I have an eight in my tri-type. Or you might just say, wow, I felt like an eight that moment. That's a good thing because yes, let's own that we can all have personal power and that we can all learn self-control, not just control, but self-control and not chasing our spouses and all learn that we are going to be okay even if our spouse does something to us. Eights, however, really do have to watch out for vengeance because sometimes an eight can say, look, I was cheated, I was hurt, I was broken, and I am going to talk about this for a long time. And they're hoping their next spouse, if they were maybe cheated on in the past, can handle this. And a lot of times they can't, or if their spouse cheated on them and now they're working through things, their spouse can't take it to be reminded of it 24 seven, especially not to be name called. So if you are using name calling as a tactic to control your spouse as an eight, please understand you're actually doing the exact opposite. You're making yourself more vulnerable and then want to leave you. So you have to really work at that to say, I have to give grace because I've needed grace. And I think in an eight, when you really are logical this way and you incorporate your head, which you go to at your five space, if you're in health, then you're a little bit more likely to say like fives. I've seen a lot of fives when they do get cheated on, be able to forgive like no other type can. I think that the five is generally something the eight can look up to and say, okay, so maybe I don't have to go to straight up vengeance. And I'm not saying fives haven't struggled with vengeance too, because they can, but it's really not a lot of them that really act upon that vengeance, even if they fantasize about it as fives. And sometimes eights really can. So you have to watch it as an eight that you remember self-control and that you'll be okay. And that if you do want to work things out with a spouse after an injury and trust is broken, then you try to do it. And I've seen eights do it really well. And I really want to encourage you that even if it takes time to say, oh my gosh, my big energy again, let me let my spouse talk. Let me pull that in. Let me remember God has me. Let me remember I have a big lustful personality at times too. I can see why people would fall sometimes because I've fallen myself sometimes, then there's a lot more grace. But the daily body work is going to be huge. And if you can't work out, like I had a client this morning who can't work out, that's okay. But in that case, get a massage so that you can ask your family to massage you, that you can get even a massage chair, maybe just even that little thing with the battery to massage you. It's like there are so many ways that you can be massaged that you can feel good instead of just going crazy on your temper. So 
that being said, those who have an eight in their lives, remember this. And I already said it once, but it's worth repeating that when an eight gets upset or angry, that's it. It's, it's out and they're really glad to get it out and it's over. But what they really need there is for you to be able to go with them to that territory and to fight it out. If they're fighting with you, it means they really love you. And I think that's really important for you to understand that if your eight is completely withdrawing in their negative five space, I'm like negative five, like it's math, then we really have to understand that they're not in a place of loving you very well. They're probably like, ooh, I'm self-care here. I'm taking care of my own needs and I'm not interested anymore. That's not a great place. I want your marriage to be strong and to thrive. So if you see your eight there, make sure you try to meet them there and pull them back. But when you get them, make sure you don't run away if they're in conflict with you because that conflict for them means I care enough to give you my energy and to try to work things out with you. And I want to do so in a logical way. So make sure you stick with logic, even if you disagree with them. One thing that makes me sad is when I see people say, oh, my eight is the leader and I don't have a voice or opinion. So please try not to let it go to that direction where you you lose your voice and opinion and direction with your eight, because that's super important that you stay you and they will respect you more for disagreeing. I think that's really important. And I'm so glad that at the end of my own dad's life, I learned that lesson because I was able to stick with the fight longer. And it really was something I was classically running away from physically as a seven. And I've shared the story about becoming a marriage coach because when I was little and going in between my mom and dad and trying to navigate as a problem solver through their fights did come naturally to me. And when I did it, my dad was like, yes, this is awesome. Like you are so good at this. Are you going to be a lawyer? So he loved that as an eight and he really identified with public speaking with me and really enjoyed making me do voice of democracy contests and really always wanted to as a speech teacher and as a debate coach. And he won the Michigan state championships at one point. He really wanted that to develop in his kids, the communication aspects. So I'm really happy I got the communications major because I'm obviously using it now, but it also connected me with an eight who needed vibrant, open communication. And that was absolutely antithetical to me as a seven. And I shared recently with my sister that it was more of her as a three and we'll go through each type in a few minutes, but to want to go there and to fight back. And I would always be like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe she just said that to dad. Like, are you kidding me? But then the craziest thing was, is that he liked that and they di- they had dialogue and they had the closest bond of all the kids. And then my four brother with dad, sometimes you confuse an eight with a sexual four, but the sexual four has deficiency needs sometimes and is looking for validation. And so they would fight it out, but also be the closest of friends because they had that special bond together and they were able to say, oh my gosh, like we both don't have any kinds of stresses around loud verbal communication because it brings us together. So just know this and don't run from it. I've listened to many, many a musical soundtrack while on road trips to different educational places with my intellectual dad, like Montreal and all the main trips and St. Augustine when I wanted so badly to go to Disney. And my four brother knew this. So he took me to Disney, which was so sweet. And my dad's said, okay, well, we're going to stay and explore St. Augustine. But he really did. They did talk so much in such 
wild verbal diatribes that I would put those headphones on and run away. And of course, if you're doing this with your eight, you're missing out. And now years later, I'm like, oh, I miss him. I miss all those wild diatribes. So make sure you stick in and stay in for them. But when your eight is too much for you, it's okay to say that too. It's okay to say, I love meeting with you in this big space sometimes, but maybe I'm not a three and I can't do this, or I'm not a sexual four who has all the anger with you. So it's not as easy and it's not as natural. So you have to work a little harder like I did to find those lines of connection. But I want to encourage you that when you do, that's where your personal growth comes in. Because sometimes we're like this in our marriages, like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe I have to work so hard. And I see this couple over here who doesn't. And the ones who have to work really hard in their marriage, I always want to give them like with the sword on both sides of them, I want to bequeath them warrior status because I'm like, you have to work so much harder for this relationship to work. You're getting so much more healthy as a person because of all the added layers of dynamics that you guys have had to add in together. So now you're just like so much more well-rounded for your life, your work, your ministry, working with people different from you in the world. So yeah, you heard me do a seven reframe, proud of it, because as I say a lot on here, these seven reframes help all of us. So And yes, I am admitting to the fact that I did miss out on very important years with my dad too because of overly reframing. So I'm the first one to say, don't just get stuck in your type, do some good work. And celebrate for those who have gifts that you don't have. Like I'm able to celebrate for my sister where I'm like, oh my gosh, you had the best diatribes with dad and my And whatever your eight subtype, just make sure that you really, really try to understand that the more you will engage in the conflict with them, the sooner the conflict will be over and yes, completely over for them. So try not to avoid it completely. And if you're the eight, I want you to learn really carefully about your spouse's type and dynamic. And I want you to be patient and wait. Remember, you're not in control when you're chasing. So next, I want to talk a little bit about those subtypes so that you can really get a handle on the different struggles that each type has, as well as the different gifts. So the sexual eight is the type that is really importantly outspoken and rebellious and sometimes gets called possession because they don't feel like they have to follow the norms. They don't even mind if they're like, we're going to wholly possess one another in their marriages. They just want to be in command and dominate. And they have a very big personality in the world too. They have more feathers in their cap, if you will. And they want to make sure that when they enter the room, everyone notices them. They're very vibrant and they can get what they want. And the really important point I want to make here is with any of these subtypes, we could turn it for good or we could turn it for evil. So make sure that you turn it for good. You know you have this ability to charm a room. So wow, use it for good. Use it to care about others in a big way. So it's not just all about you. That is so important for you guys. So I'm really hoping you'll take that in if you are a sexual eight and not use it to hurt and exploit people and to say, I'm just going to walk all over you and you don't have a voice in this marriage. None of that is healthy. None of that is going to bless you and it will wind you up in a divorce young. And you know what, guys, there's grace when this does happen to us in our early years. Sometimes I think back on icky things in my early marriage and I'm like, I can't believe I was that embarrassing. So learn and grow with your people, please. Now we move on to the social eight, which is the counter type eight. And that's because sometimes people don't even recognize it as an eight. Sometimes they're like, oh my gosh, they're so helpful. They're like a two and they just love to help the world in such big ways. 
but again, they don't like vulnerability. They're not struggling with self-esteem in quite the same ways as a two. It doesn't mean that any of these types never struggle with that. That would just be silly for us to think like the only people who can ever struggle with identity are twos because that's definitely not it. But the eights have their denial about things. So they probably won't tell you when they're struggling with vulnerability, but do understand that the social eight is really looking to make a big difference in the world and is often at the head of organizations, maybe like dad, a teacher leading a team to success or writing a play and having it get scripted and put out there. Or I know that he taught in the mental health world as a volunteer, and I'm sure you can think on and on. I think of so many of my eight clients who do animal work and really connect well with animals. So whether it's political, whether it's with nature or animals, or whether it's with people that they love and feel are the underdog, your eight really who is social is dedicated to these causes and purposes, but with their big energy really needs to watch that they do give some to family too. And this can be said for any of the eights, but especially the social eight, that your family may feel like you're a very different person at work than you are at home because at work, you're this dynamic eight. And when you come home, you're exhausted. People say that about eight sometimes, especially female eights who may not have even quite the same energy. I know in our house, Sundays was like definitely the day mom said that about the sleeping bear because it was the day dad had to check all his papers and it was like let him rest in that five space until he's ready to come do not poke the bear and that's the same as in a softer way you'll see in the movie the devil wears prada when meryl streep is and see how females get this oh dad was so strong and people would come up to me oh your dad is just so wonderful in this way and people would say about her oh my gosh she's the devil so you've got to really be aware for the female eights that they really need your help and support and they need friends as well but at home that character and she was tough at work it would be impossible to be her friend at work she wasn't a healthy eight but what was really important to her character is that when she came home you saw brief interludes with her husband where she was vulnerable and soft and sweet. And so sometimes that's a good thing because it's really nice to see the eight at home different. But what you don't want to see is where the eight is this vibrant, wonderful leader at work and so patient. And then they come home and they're snapping. And I have heard eight say at work, I have to operate this way. And everybody loves it when the eight operates this way at work. But at home, people are like, you're not my boss. So I feel really demoralized when you talk to me like this. So just make sure you're aware that family has different ties with you and it's not our all hierarchical and everyone wants to be included and everyone wants to be seen and everyone wants to be heard. And last but not least, everyone wants to feel safe. So please remember safety is what you want and ask your family members, what makes you feel safe when I do this or when I do that? How do you feel? Also understand this. Sometimes they have eights tell me, I asked them and they said that doesn't bother them. But the truth is a lot of people don't operate with that truth telling first because they're scared you're not going to like them or you're going to leave them or what your eight is going to say. So people sometimes don't tell you the truth. So you have to be willing. And I know this is very hard for an eight, but to look under the surface sometimes and ask for help if you don't know. One of the things that I've been happy and pleased with about my husband is that he's like in the body triad too. And he's like, will you tell me when I don't see things. And I'm like, yeah. And I know he will too, because he has gut instincts. Sometimes he connects with our four daughters feelings better than I can. And he'll be like, okay, like 
back off. You guys, this four stuff is rubbing up against each other or you're being aggressive with her. So we need our people to tell us different things than we know. So please don't take it eights as a sign of weakness, but of strength when you say, ooh, I don't have a gift here. Somebody help me to understand what's going on in this family and believe your spouse when your spouse is honest with you. Don't attack them because spouses, like I said, don't always want to be honest, but please try to be honest with your eight because they do value the honesty so much and then they're willing to work through things with you logically. So the self-preservation eight is our last eight to talk about in specific with subtypes and they're often called satisfaction and they really have a strong need to get what they want for survival, just like our self-preservation types in general. And these ones really can resemble fives in the sense that they will go after what they want simply and they won't really look to others to direct them. They're very much a leader and they know what they want and need to survive. And they just have to be careful that they don't step on other people's toes to get it. And they just have to be careful that like fives, they don't get stingy with things and try to put themselves over others. Yes, we're supposed to love ourselves as we love others, but not more than lover, <laughs> not more than lovers, not more than others. So make sure that you really take some time as an eight to say, what does my family need? How can I love them? And that's not always natural for a self-preservation subtype. So that's good work for you to do is to make sure, yes, we all want to make sure that when you didn't get your needs met when you were younger and that now you do, that that's great. We love how you can enter a room and make leadership decisions and say, I'm not going to bargain anymore. This is my final word. But we also want to make sure you understand that there are other people and it's not just a battle. It's people that have feelings just like you. And guess what? They have defense mechanisms. And I know you don't like to look deeper than the black and white, but it really is important that you choose to do it, even if you don't like to do it. It's it's not always that we like going to the dentist, but it's an important part of life. Just like learning to look at other people with a more well-rounded, a longer view, a longer take, that's super good and healthy for you and your growth as an eight. So let's go through the different type pairings with eights. The one and the eight, I can't wait to show you guys our Enneagram Glow that Elena Pampa, the amazing artist, is working on for an illustration. And that is because it's so beautiful to see this combination work. And I won't give all the secrets away from all the other pairings as well of what they're called, but we call this type pairing the multivitamin because we have such a beautiful gift to the world in the way that the one often has a desire to help, as does the eight with their two stuff. And so they're hospitable. They're strong. They need to work out together. They both need to have safety to process anger. And the one finally gets it when they're with their eight. But the one has to understand their inner anger is not a reflection of the eight's fault. It's just because that's who they are. With that anger, they need to really try to be grateful and do daily gratitudes as is good for ones anyways, to make sure that they're actually reflecting on the fact of, wow, this is okay. Anger is not a bad thing. We're going to teach our kids that it's okay to have conflict. And in fact, conflict is drawing us closer and we're going to get through it logical because we're both logical. That's why this pairing is so amazing once they get it. When this pairing loves Jesus, it's literally even that much more amazing because they're like, oh, we don't even fight anymore. So eights and twos together have so many lines of connection in common that working out matters of control is very important so that they can both feel like they're in control of themselves. And I want to remind twos that when you are with your eight and you don't agree on everything, don't just bow in and lean into everything your eight wants. Give them a logical, and I know this is not always easy for twos, but a logical 
practical reason why sometimes you disagree. Don't go from just emotions. They want you to show up. They want to see your emotions and they want to make sure that you know what you're doing so that you can be protected. So do understand they're trying to protect your beautiful soft heart. But just remember that it's okay to stand up and say who you are too. And eights, remember that not to completely usurp authority over a two who really won't grow an identity. And it won't be as attractive or compelling or as beautiful of a dance if you're just bossing them around. Eights and threes, I really want you to understand that while this is such a great big power couple with a big reputation sometimes, the world needs you to present softly and with truth with love and that way you guys can just be a united front in your caring huge-hearted way that I know you can shape the world with but just make sure that you really do understand and take some time to let your body triad person digest and to let your three who can be harsh and truth-telling digest before you guys take on the world and when it's each other Make sure that you're truthful three because I know that sometimes you're thinking, well, I take time to even know what I'm thinking or wanting for me. Just take the time. You're worth it. Your eight wants the truth and they want to know that you're okay without them because they really are okay without you and they need you to know it and they need you to be able to self-respect and to trust them. So do talk to them where you don't trust them. Don't let your eight manipulate you and make you think that they have to completely have control and privacy to the point of maybe in the marriage even sometimes because this pairing is such a big pairing. You have to be careful that you both ward off potential suitors who would like to take either of your power. So once you have true trust established, then you can give safe places and spaces to each other and make sure you connect about the depths and the vulnerabilities because of the ways that I said others will be after this pairing. Eights and fours, please make sure that you guys are really secure with, like I said, both of you being able to really go to the gut sometimes can be great because you'll dialogue and you'll show up for big emotions. But just because you have big emotions does not mean you're doing your emotional work together. So remember guys, under anger, especially if you're a sexual four, there's usually deeper, more vulnerable, softer feelings. And eights, if your fours are triggering you into feeling feelings, maybe you're self-pressed for your social four, make sure that you are there to say, okay, yes, there is vulnerable and real feelings. And try to take a deep breath and understand your four was uniquely suited and created to hold these with you. But then also for give them time to get out of that. Say, this is something I want to do for a few minutes with you. Sometimes I talk to the four and the six about this a little bit too. It can be uncomfortable for somebody to sit in feelings for so long. So make sure that you do give them a break and say, hey, I just wanted to do this for a few more minutes. I feel like I noticed some sadness about you. And remember, your eight's not complicated. If they say they're fine, let it be. Respect them and give them logical reasons why you have felt this way, not just emotional reasons. And then you're going to make some headway and they're going to feel safe because again, the big thing is feeling safe together. The eight and the five have more in common than people think. And that's why I see this couple pairing a lot and think it's a really cute pairing because people really do both love each other so much in these pairings. And they're like, oh gosh, we both know how to 
be big together and we both know how to withdraw, but obviously you have somebody with one of the least energy and somebody with the most energy together. So there needs to be a mutual respect. And I don't think this comes early on in a relationship. It comes with time and with trials. So it's okay that it's been messy if it has been, but try now to think, okay, this is a really big energy person. What are we going to do with all this energy and get some structure plan all that out for your eight and with your eight, of course, so that they know you're coming out of a place of love and then try to let them influence you. That synergy that I talked about this week in the Facebook group is so important when anyone's dealing with a five, because you want to make sure your five knows that they're going to gain energy. And it's not always truthful when they believe people are going to drain me. Sometimes that's frankly not true. It's finding tribe. It's finding the people who won't drain you as much. And here's what it is with your eight. It's teaching them this is how I feel energized by you. Your eight is a willing learner. It may take them, like I said, a few months. It's not going to take years. They're black and white. They're going to get it. So tell them about it. Be upfront, be open, and let them be a student. And then you guys can show each other and grow together in showing how you can be healthily independent, but also interdependent. So make sure you do set aside plans and date nights and put things on the calendar. Eight and six, we know this is a common pairing because sixes love their eights. They're looking for somebody often to lead, but sometimes they're testing out the people. So you've got to say, okay, I love that when you lead me as a six, but I'm testing to see if you're a good leader. And an eight wants to test you. They don't want to be tested. So sometimes you guys can be testing each other and really suspicious of each other and feeling like vulnerability is low and that walls are high and defenses are up. So you've got to really watch out for this here. Really, I think this pairing needs time with God every day, more than even some other types. I know we all do, but really both of these people need to be saying, okay, God, I'm yours today and I cannot have full control over this world or my family. So releasing that to you as the day begins, using my gifts to the best of my ability, planning my routes and routines to the best, you guys will find some great alliances also show, showing up for and talking about what are your worries and fears together will help the eight to feel like I can protect you. Let me give you some news about this. Let me help you. And the six can say, let me help you to use your mind and not just digest in your body so that you guys can bring each other to that both intellectual place and the place where you're thinking strategy wise, as well as to the body place. But I also want you to make sure you address your heart work. So let the eight lead you six if you're not there already into not just security and taking care of personal and couple needs, but loving the world well. I think your eight will be beautiful at guiding the way there. Eights and sevens, I talked a little bit about. It's so tempting for the seven to walk away and to say, this is too much and I can't take it and it's going to kill me. And what's really happiness for the eight is when you show up and, you know, sometimes tongue in cheek, I say, I'd be like, okay, fine. I showed up for my dad. And then I'm like, and it almost killed me. And it's like, at the same time, it didn't. And so really do understand that that old defense mechanism, thinking that you needed to protect yourself from anything without positivity doesn't really serve you. And it makes you have to hold more plates in the air, makes you less grounded, less present, more anxious. So do let your eight get to you. And they want access to your heart so much. They feel so special. They're not going to tell you, but they really want to be protected by you too. So when you abandon them emotionally, when emotions are high, they're like, where are you? I'm showing up for you. 
why aren't you showing up for me? So make sure that you show up for them seven. And I know it takes a lot of courage. So you're going to have to lean on your six wing for this and on your eight power. And yes, I want you to bring them fun too. And in that way, security where you're able to be light and fun with them and they can let some of their defenses down, but use that as a place of privilege. Don't use it to manipulate them or to trick them. Make sure you stay close to their hearts and talk it out when you feel hurt. I know often sevens don't want to say when they feel hurt, they'd rather just walk away from it, dust it off and head over to their happy five place of research. But the truth is a real relationship needs you to go in for conflict and say, here's what's wrong. So we can get down to the logic of it and move forward together. And it's okay to say both of us have the desire for security. So how can we both feel safe? In fact, that's very healthy. So an 8-8 pairing is great. 8-8s are great. Okay, I'll stop. But I really, especially because 8s are like, grr, do not do this here. But I want to make sure that you are so covered. And that was me totally stereotyping, by the way, because some 8s are probably like, you are so hilarious, Krista. I'm just joking. But some 8s are probably like, oh my gosh, like, please don't judge and think that I don't have a fun side and a lighthearted side. So yes, sorry about that. So eight eights are some of the best pairings out there in terms of the doubles because of that beautiful big energy and how there's a heart place for both of them. And then they also go to the mind. So just like with ones, what I love about eights is that they do have natural access points to their hearts and their thoughts and their bodies. So it's just so beautiful because then you get to see a well-rounded individual and it's not that hard for them to move to all three of those spaces. And here's why people love their eights when they're healthy. They're like, oh my gosh, that's exactly, I love that person. They're so great. And I know them and I want to know them. And I just about them in culture and know they don't see them at home when they're being difficult, but this is a beautiful legacy they're leaving. So let's leave it together as two big eights and let's know when to go home and to head into five space and to say, we have to be logical. We're both black and white here. Let's make sure that we can just address our concerns logically. Let's both understand that when we disagree with each other, it's okay. We can still respect each other, even if we disagree. And it's okay when somebody needs withdrawing time when I don't, because I'm not going to chase because I don't want to be over really vulnerable. I'm not going to get in another relationship, even though I have the desire to do big things because I'm going to move that energy into my helping zone. And that is so big for every eight to know, please move your big energy into helping zone, not lustful zones with other people. So eights and nines is a pairing that can also be extremely beautiful and treacherous. So you need to make sure that you stay on the beautiful side where you guys are really counting on one another to bring in the gifts that are right along the wings of one another, the nine bringing the peace, the eight bringing the power, peace and power when paired. Okay. Alliteration overload are so beautiful. And I really think that's so important for you guys to understand because you guys are a dynamic duo and you're beautiful together. So make sure you show the world instead of just showing, okay, I'm going to withdraw and I'm not going to talk to my eight because they hurt my feelings and I'm highly sensitive. And the eight to say, this person is away from me. I'm going to chase them down. I'm going to verbally abuse them until they talk to me because I'm scared to death. Being vulnerable says, I care about you and I love you and I'm willing to be not the one in power, but I also don't want to stay in this position forever. So please balance with me. Please talk with me. Please be safe with me. And once again, I'll just say when people say, I don't feel safe when you do this, pay attention because when your nine finally gets the courage up to say that, 
You really need to be right there to say, the biggest thing I want for you is to feel safe. So if I need to make myself smaller so that I'm not overwhelming in your presence, okay. And I mean, I've heard AIDS complain about this before, but it's like, I've also walked people through beautiful marriage dilemmas. And when I say beautiful dilemmas, I mean like beautifully through dilemmas that they do the work. I'm just there giving the guiding and then the instructing and they're doing good work and finding each other. And they're like, I'm so happy. They don't come back and say, oh, I can't believe I had to learn to be smaller and not take over the space of the house or the room. And now I'm happy in my marriage, but I'm sad personally. No, they just say, this is great. I found my way. I'm a black and white thinker. It was logical. It made sense. I didn't like it. It was hard. I didn't even think I was too big, but it worked. So take my word for it and have some faith that this is going to be a good move for you. And your nine is going to feel safer and nines. You've got to show up. Being a peacemaker is not a peacekeeper. So hiding it all and stuffing it down, you're an angry person too sometimes. That's okay. You've been maybe in your life not heard. So this is a safe place to be heard. Your eight will actually love hearing you, but you may have to shout it from the rooftops a few times in order to get through this big energy. So be ready to do that. Be ready to fight for yourself. You're worth it, nine, and your eight will love to see it and will reward that with great blessing. So I hope that you guys have learned a lot as I have as every time one of you eight shares with me or I listen to the wonderful different podcasts out there about eights or thinking about the eights in my life. You just learn so much from this wonderful group of people and yes, sometimes misunderstood. So I hope today did worlds of good for you and I hope you have an amazing week as you settle into trying these tactics out and trying out your own eight for size. Have a great week, guys. I'll talk to you soon.